Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is Friday, October the 30th, 2020. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life, in the people, places, and things that he has called you to. And he calls us to things in many ways, to pray, to intercede, to give encouragement, to be a financial blessing, to speak kindly of, to speak life and not death. He calls us to declare and decree some things over people, places, and things. However God has called you, we praise God that he has called you for such a time as this. You are needed, my brothers and sisters, for such a time as this. So do not take that press on your heart lightly. Do not take waking up at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock lightly. Do not take any of it lightly, but be obedient to the things of God. For obedience is better than sacrifice. On Friday, and it's Friday, you know, we do things a little bit differently. But before I give you a word, I just want you to praise God with me. Thank God um, with me that this is our third year anniversary this month. And 58,000 prayers have been listened to. 58,000 prayers have been prayed and and come in agreement with according to the word of God. 58,000 prayers have reached the throne of heaven. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited about what God is doing in each and every one of our lives because we cannot be committed to God and believe God and acknowledge God and trust God and he not show up in our lives. We can't. Now, you may not see the full manifestation of everything that you've prayed for because sometimes it takes, you know, layers and layers of things to to come down and then sometimes God is trying to do a work in us and he's moving people and things out of the way. So you have to let God's perfect will have its way, but in the meantime, As long as you stick with God, you win. You win. And I just want to remind someone today, you are a winner. You are an overcomer. And no, no matter what, at the end of the day, you win. Why? Because you are still in Christ. You stayed the course. Um, So praise God for the 58,000 prayers. And I'm excited for more prayers that God is going to allow to uh, allow us to pray together and and come through so that he can show himself mighty and strong in our lives. Today, as we um, meditate on 1 Kings chapter 19, just want to preface it. This is when Elijah, uh, Jezebel had sent a messenger to Elijah and she told Elijah that she was going to deal with him ever so severely. Well, like many of us, sometimes when people tell us things, we get scared. We get, you know, we, we get scared. We get fearful, you know, but we know by the word of God that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. And yet we're still human. And yet we still get scared sometimes and we get fearful. So Elijah ran and, you know, uh, go back and read First Kings 19. But he just told God, basically, God, just just let me die right here. Just kill me. This is this is just this is just too much. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I'm sure there's been times in your life where you've been depressed, where you feel like, man, this is this what life is really all about? Like, 
I, I, I'm a pretty good person. I mean, I'm not as bad as so-and-so. I'm just being real this morning. We all do that. We all look at other people's situation and, and try to compare ourselves to them. And they they live in life like it's golden. And you here and you, you're facing adversity and things are going on in your family and things are going on in your health and things are going on in your finances and things are going on in your job and this got to get fixed. And you're like, Lord, you know what I mean? Just, you know what? Just take me up out of here. Not that you would commit suicide even though some people may have had suicidal thoughts, you know, but it's just like, man, just take me up out of here. It's too much. That's where Elijah was. He was at the point was like, man, this is, I'm, I'm just, I can't do it. I, I can't. It's, it's just too much. But an angel came and strengthened Elijah. And when we are in Christ, know that when you are connected to God and you are connected to the things of God and the people of God through a text message, through a smile, through a letter from someone. And I'll share this testimony at a letter, a later date about how I received a letter, y'all, from someone that I haven't talked to in probably eight years. I received a letter in the mail on my job from someone that encouraged me. They didn't even know they were encouraging me, but they encouraged me. So, so know that God, sometimes when you are at your lowest point, because God is God and he uses people in the earth, they don't sometimes even know why they're doing what they're doing, but they will encourage you in the Lord. So the angel came to strengthen Elijah. So let's pick up right here. And the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I've, I have been very jealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left. And now they are trying to kill me, too. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left. And now they are trying to kill me, too. I want you to know that Elijah repeats the same thing, the same thing. When the word of the Lord came and then when the voice, the Bible says there was the word that came to Elijah first and then it was the voice of the Lord. But he repeats himself. He says the exact same thing. And a lot of times that was we do. We, we keep repeating ourselves. But then the Lord said this. The Lord said to him, go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazel king over Aram. And I'm going to stop right there. This is, woo, thank you, Holy Spirit. This is powerful, y'all. So here we have Elijah. We know his situation. And the, the word says, what are you doing here? He, he gives the Lord basically his, his pity party, which we all do. 
You know, we, we, oh God, this, 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 this. And if we don't give it to the Lord, we give it to someone else. So the Lord allows Elijah to get all of that out. Then he tells Elijah where to go and get instructions. He said, go and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord for the Lord is about to pass by. See, sometimes when we're frustrated, sometimes when we're upset, when we don't know what to do and where to go, we need to go and get in the presence of the Lord and get instruction. But see, a lot of times when we vent, when we're frustrated, when we're like, and, and now this is happening, you know, now my, 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 my mortgage is, you know, they're threatening to foreclose in my, on my home. And, and now my kids are doing this. And now my spouse has done me this. And now my job is saying this. Once we get that out, go and get in the presence of the Lord. Number one, it's okay to get it out. It's okay to vent. It's okay to say what you need to say because that's real and God knows our hearts anyway. God knew what Elijah was doing. The Lord knew what Elijah was doing there before he even asked. But sometimes God wants to hear it from us. He wants to hear the frustration. He wants to hear the hate that we have in our hearts. If I can be real this morning, he wants to hear the discontent. He wants to hear all of that. Because then he can give us instruction. But we know here the first layer of instruction was to go and get in the presence of the Lord. So once Elijah gets into the presence of the Lord, catch this. A great powerful wind comes, tears the mountains apart. Some of us would have been like, oh, that's my sign. That's my sign. I'm supposed to do this. That's confirmation. I'm supposed to do this. But guess what? The Lord wasn't in the wind. He was not in the wind that tore the mountains apart. Okay. Sometimes we can ask God for something. And the first person that says something to us, oh, that's confirmation. Or we hear something on TV. Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. It was loud and clear. It was, it was audible. That's it. And we run with it. But the Lord wasn't in the wind. But then guess what? There was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came, there was a fire. So there's wind, there's earthquake, and there's a fire. And the Lord was not in any of those things. Please hear me. Don't be so quick to move because it's looking like things are lining up. Because guess what? The enemy also knows. Because you're in God that you're going to be seeking God about your situation. The enemy also knows that you're going to be looking for God everywhere and anywhere, right? Because we are desperate. We're doing, you get desperate for God. And when you get desperate for a word and you get desperate for God to move, <laughs> you're going to be listening. Your ears are going to be heightened. Your eyes are going to be wide open and you're going to be saying, God, is that you? Is that you? Is that you? Is that you? Believe me, I've been there. Been, I've been there. Is that you? Is that you? Is that you? Look, look, looking everywhere, listening to everybody. And sometimes, depending on how desperate we are, the first person that says what, what we kind of want in our heart, we'll jump into that. 
What is what would have happened if Elijah would have ran out in the when when the wind when the powerful wind came? What happened if he would have ran out when the powerful earthquake came, or if he would have ran out with the fire? He would have missed God. Sometimes the loudest thing, the thing that is in your face, the thing that is even maybe agreeing with what you want because you're looking, you're desperately looking and seeking God will not be him. (laughs) It won't be him. That person that looks like, man, this is the person for me, man, they got everything on my checklist A to Z. And I ask God for a wife or I ask God for a husband and this person meets everything on my list. Bam, right there in my face. There it is. God just handed it to me. And guess what? The person can be sent from the enemy or the person can be out of your own lustful desires. Don't get caught up in the wind, the earthquake, and the fire. But catch this. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. So even when Elijah... hmm, was at his lowest point. He knew enough to get it out. When the word of the Lord came, he knew enough to express himself and be real with God. He knew enough to go and be in the presence of God. But most importantly, he knew what he heard. And he was not moved by the big things, the flashy things. The loud things. But instead he was moved by the gentle whisper. The Bible says that my sheep, my sheep know my voice. Elijah knew the voice of God in the midst of all the the bells and whistles, so to speak. In the midst of all the, the drama in the midst of all the, the woo, you know, he, he had to shake. I would have been shaken if there was a powerful wind that tore the mountains apart. I would have jumped. I would have been, oh, God is, oh, Lord. you know, I'd have been in there, oh, you know, scared. Thinking that that was God. You know, but Elijah, he knew that after the fire, there came a gentle voice. And see, sometimes God wants to know. If we just know his voice or are we chasing after everything? So when Elijah came out, the voice said to him the same thing. What are you doing here? Elijah repeats himself. uh, Same, same, same story. And this is the last thing I need you to catch. The Lord said to him, go back the way you came. See, before all of this had happened, before Elijah got scared, See, Elijah was doing some things. You know, we could go back. Go back and read 1 Kings. Because it's like, how did Elijah get scared of of, of, uh, Jezebel when Elijah was doing great? I mean, he was one of the most famous Israel prophets. He predicted the beginning and end of of the drought. He was the one that God used to restore a dead child. You hear what I'm saying? I mean, Elijah was not... Elijah was not a person, 
you know, I put it like this. He was strong in the spirit. You know what I mean? He, he was strong. He could speak some things and get God's attention. Do you hear me? But he got, he, he, but he was at a weak point. He got to a weak point in his life. But the Lord said, go back the way you came. Sometimes y'all, when we get to that weak point and we like, man, and we totally regress, we backtrack and get to that place where we just, oh Lord, you know, this, this, this now, Lord, I'm, I've been doing this and now, now they out trying to kill me. Now they trying to take my home. Now they trying to take, you know, my spouse. Now they trying to take my children. Now they trying to take my job. Now they trying to, once we get all of that out, go and get in the presence of God. And wait until you hear his voice. Don't be moved by loud things, by flashy things, by things that appear to shine because everything that glitters isn't gold. Don't be moved by what feels right. What feels right isn't always right. But wait until you hear God's voice, however he chooses to speak to you. He may choose to speak to you through the wind. He may choose to speak um, to you through an event to you through an evangelist on TV. He may choose to speak to you through a friend, through scripture or, or how, you know, and, and he does speak through his word. But remember, the devil also knows the word of God. So we have to be careful and we have to wait in his presence like Elijah did until we know that's him. He said, when you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Two things could have happened here. Elijah could have came out every time he could have came out. Wind came out to earthquake, came out fire. He could have just kept going out. God, that's you. Yep, that's you. I'm going. Or when he heard the gentle whisper, he could have still stayed in the cave. He said, when you hear me, harden not your heart. Harden not your heart. So I want to encourage you on today. If you're in a place where Elijah was and you feel like giving up, or if you know someone that feels like giving up, send them this prayer. Tell them to get it out. Whatever it is they got to get off their chest, be real with it. God knows their heart anyway. Tell God what's up with you. Tell God what's bothering you. God, I can't stand so-and-so. God, so-and-so gets on my nerves. God, so-and-so treats me like this. I don't understand it, God. What did I do? God, I've been faithful to you. Why am I faced with this year after year? God, are you going to fix it? Are you? God already knows that's what you're thinking. You might as well lay it at the altar then go and get in his presence and stay there you might say well how long I gotta stay there I don't know how deep is your issue <laughs> how bad do you need him to answer you you know and, and and listen here when I say go and get in his presence that doesn't necessarily mean you got to go and shut in for 5 days until he answers maybe it does maybe it doesn't the bible says that Jacob wrestled with him all night and said I'm not going to let you go until you bless me believe you me there can be days where you have to wrestle with him 
But you got to be ready to wrestle with him. So if you're not ready, you can get in his presence. The Bible says pray without ceasing. You can be in his presence all day and still go about your day. Turn some things over. Get your mind right. That's how you can get in his presence. But don't leave. Until he speaks. And then when he speaks, listen, be obedient. But the key here is sometimes we got to go back the way we came. When all is lost, but we know we've gotten away, we've regressed, we've gotten away from the things of God. Sometimes God will put us in situations so we can go back and remember where we were when we were first sold out for him. Where were we when we had that zest and that zeal? Who were our friends at that time? Who encouraged us at that time? Because a lot of times we know that God doesn't get away from us. We get away from him. How do we get away from God? We quit reading our word. How do we get away from God? Our friendships change. So we're not with people who we are with people who we have a good time with, but we are not with people who who help us to feed our spirit. We are not with people who at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you all something. I don't care. Most of my friends now, honestly, I will tell you 90 percent of my friends now we clown. We have a good time. We you know, we go out, we show out, whatever. We talk on the phone for hours. And we talk about things that some of y'all might say, oh, I didn't know you, you, you would talk about those types of things. Absolutely. But you know what? When those I, I, I can truly say that at the end of the conversation, I don't care how long we've been on the phone. At the end of the conversation, it always goes back to God. It always goes back to God. It might start out one way. But it always go back, goes back to the way that, that, that we came. It goes back. It goes back to the way that we came. And I say that to somebody that if you are with people and it never goes back to the way that you came, it never goes back to who God is in your life. It never goes back to godly wisdom and instruction, but instead it stays a complaining or a whatever. Then then that's a that's an issue. And you may need to evaluate, reevaluate that friendship to that level. But I, I really am not around anybody. There's really nobody in my life, even my children. That at some point, the conversation doesn't come back to God. So I want to encourage you on this morning to go back the way that you came. If you really want to be set free from some things, if you really want to be delivered from some things, I'm walking out, y'all, go back the way that you came. And I have no doubt, I left my book bag in the house, Lord Jesus, I have no doubt that God will give you direction and guide you. I love you all. Have an awesome weekend. Be safe. Blessings upon blessings to each and every one of you as we close out 2020 for our ladder shall be greater in Jesus name. Bye bye.